You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Buckeye fans? Welcome back to the episode of the Locked On Buckeyes podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, here with you on this Wednesday. October the 7th, the season is almost here, just about two and a half weeks left until we kick off the 2020 football season, which many people didn't think would happen, but it is almost here. You can always follow me on Twitter at jstevens07. Follow the podcast on Twitter at LockedOnBuckeye. Send all your emails to LockedOnBuckeyes at gmail.com. If you do not have a Twitter account, you would love to talk back, clap back, respond to something I say, or you have a question, send those emails in. My DMs are open on Twitter. Tweet at me, pretty active, and I will get back to you and give a response to whatever you send my way. Got a lot coming to you today. Tomorrow, we have our first guest on the epi- on the on the show with me as the host, Corey Thompson, co-host of the Scarlet and Great Podcast will be coming on. He will be here Thursday and Friday, a back-to-back edition of me and Corey together. You guys will not want to miss that. Lined up for us today, we're going to begin talking about the COVID-19 cost and budget that has been set aside and made for the football team, the Ohio State football team, go from there to talk about Pete Werner and his new position being the Will linebacker, and then close it out with, with a few highlights from Tony Alford's media availability, just some highlights of him speaking to the media, uh, running backs coach here for the Ohio State Buckeyes. One thing I'll tell you this right now, I don't want to do is harp too much on the COVID-19. You get enough of that. You've gotten, you've gotten enough of that all year long. But when I got the news, when I saw the articles, when I saw the numbers that came out about Ohio State's budget regarding COVID-19, I said, oh, this is amazing. And this is something that the average fan may not want. But even then, some of the average fans do want to know about because they want to know how their team is spending the money that has been set aside for this abnormal time in here. One thing I will tell you, we're not going to get political. We're not going to get too deep in science. None of that stuff. It's all about money. And one thing I will not do, I primarily will not do, is talk about the Rona. We've gotten enough of that all year long. Jay is not going to talk about that very thing here on Locked on Buckeyes. But Ohio State, they have budgeted $3.5 million for COVID-19 testing, medicals, medical personal protective equipment, and other supplies for the current fiscal year. They have been testing athletes, coaches, and staff members since June, since they came back on campus uh, to start working out and things of that nature. Costs are included among the $180.8 million in budgeted operating expenses for the 2021 fiscal year. They have also forecasted a $107 million deficit in athletics for the period, and they and the $3.5 million does not include the potential costs from rapid antigen testing. One thing I will say is Ohio State, and I have heard Randy Wade, I have heard different, different players, Sean Wade, Jonathan Cooper, Justin Fields. Uh, so many players have spoken up and been very, very vocal about how they have viewed and how safe they have felt at Ohio, at Ohio State during this time of year. 
Many of us will never ever experience anything like this ever again in our lives. So to say we may have to duplicate this or we know what to expect during this time period, I don't think that's true. But one thing I will say, as I have observed, as I have read articles, as I have listened to people speak, Ryan Day, uh, different coaches, players specifically, I have been looking to see how happy they have been, how, how, how have their mentals been, and how safe do they feel with what is going on right now in our country and how safe Ohio State is making the environment for these athletes. They have been, doing, they have been going over the top. I have not heard one negative statement about a player saying that they don't feel safe there at Ohio State. I have not heard one negative statement about a player saying a coach is doing them wrong there at Ohio State. I had not heard one negative statement about a, about a player from a player stating that some of a part of the medical team has been doing them wrong there at Ohio State. Part of the reason that we are fans and of this squad and that we follow this squad religiously is because not just the track record of success and winning, but because they make the environment conducive for young athletes, young men to grow, to develop, not just off the field, but on the field, and they do it in a very safe manner. Love what I'm hearing. I understand the budget is very, very extensive, higher than many people thought that it may be, but this stuff is not cheap, and when stuff is not cheap, you have to decide, are we going to budget properly, or are we not going to budget properly? And I thank Ohio State for not just, uh, for not, Make, for not just having a power budget and approaching this in the way that they have, but for making this a very, very safe time period and safe environment for these young men. Ohio State Buckeye football players, I haven't seen one of them frown since they got back on campus. And I heard Ryan Day make it very, very clear that players, once they got back on campus, after the time of way, after the time away from the, from the coaches, uh, from the peers, uh, from their boys, players started to gain weight, uh, smile, get haircuts. And you would say, hold on, Jay, you sure their mentals were that jacked up? Look, man, didn't nobody know what was going to go on at all. And being and saying that Ohio State, they felt safe, this safe at Ohio State, is, and Ohio State is setting aside a budget such as this to go ahead and properly tackle the task at hand. I know we're not face-to-face. I know what's going on, but I'm going to clap for them because I enjoy and I love the approach and the seriousness of the as they're taking this very severe manner right now. Taking the high road is the right road to take, and Ohio State is definitely doing that. Before we get to talk about Pete Werner and his adjustment and his what we may, what we will see from him, lineup wise, positioning on the field, with him moving from the Sam linebacker to the Will linebacker. I want to tell you about the good people at BuiltGo who helped formulate Built Bar. Whether it's a mental or physical wall, break through it with Go every day. Easy to take in 1.5 ounce packages. Put it in your briefcase for the most focused presentation ever. Your golf bag to power through the back nine. Or put it in your pocket to get 
through the day. Built to Go is the best workout gel on the market. It's five hour energy without the same crash feeling. We all don't want that crash. Plus it's natural, so it's better for the body. It's like drinking a monster drink with a third of the caffeine and better results. Built Go combines energy gel with collagen protein. Built Go is a loaded with good Built Go is loaded with good stuff to ignite my work. Built Go then kicks to keep me going strong. Co- collagen promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. This stuff literally makes you look better. Visit BuiltGo.com and use promo code LOCKED and you'll get 30% off your next order. Use promo code use promo code LOCKED for 30% off at BuiltGo.com. Hashtag Let's Go. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. One thing I told myself when I was given the opportunity to become the host of Locked On Buckeyes was that this podcast is going to allow me to nerd out. To literally let my inner sports nerd be expressed in a podcast on a regular basis. And that put a big smile on my face. Now I do host multiple podcasts one of them my main one the jay stevens podcast go find that apple spotify stitcher wherever you get your fine podcast you can find that one as well so in that podcast it's not so much breaking down x's and o's uh it's more just analyzing looking at sports and providing opinions about those so this podcast is completely different i was talking to my buddy jason wall and him and his uh young son grant and i said hey jason this is going to allow me this podcast is going to allow me to nerd out like i just Stated, and I think he saw the smile on my face around him was also his son Grant who I asked I said hey Grant who is your favorite college football team he said Ohio State I was not expecting that but when he said Ohio State my smile got even bigger so to the best of my ability we can't share uh screens like we're on a zoom call so to the best of my ability I am going to paint a picture after describing a couple minute thing a couple details about the switch from Sam to Will for Pete Warner. I will also at the same time paint a picture and talk about where he will line up now versus previously and how he is viewing this change during this season. Up until now with Ohio, at Ohio State, Pete Warner's position has been the Sam, or as I call it, strong side linebacker and then also moving to the Will or the weak side linebacker. That's kind of elementary. We can pick that out. S. Sam Strong. W will week. I think everybody listening, I think we all can pick that up. But now also, one thing Ohio State's defense does do very well, and it's designed, it's a run gap defense. The same defense that my high school ran when I was playing high school football here in Indianapolis, Indiana. Ironically, the same location Pete Werner went to school. Pete Werner went to Cathedral High School, a private school. I went to Lawrence Central. Literally, they're about five minutes away from each other, five, ten minutes away. I, I, when I was younger, I lived right in the middle of both of them. I went to LC. He went to Cathedral. Uh, he went to the better school. They had the better football program. 
But when thinking about the thinking about the switch from Sam to Will, one thing that sticks out to me is with him going to the Will, one, he's going to be going up against larger human beings. Primarily, these guys blocking him will have about 50 pounds more on him. So your technique is going to be very, very key, very specific about hand placement, leg placement, driving through the man, leverage, low man wins, all of the terms that we hear in football. This position with him going from the Sam to the Will, and as I'm talking, I have my pen in my hand like I'm about to write down notes. I'm not writing down notes, but I feel like uh, this is a note-taking section, so I have to get my pen ready, and with my pad of paper right in front of me, I do write down all of my notes to take down all of the notes that are about to be spewed out of my mouth. But he's going to be going up against guys that are 50 pounds, at least, heavier than him. So all those things that I just mentioned are going to be very, very vital, very key. Another thing that he mentioned that is going to remind him of his days playing football at Cathedral High School here here in Indianapolis, Indiana, where I am from, is that he's going to be in the box. In the box, now what you think about it, now here goes picture drawing time. When you think about it, you see the offensive line, uh, you go tackle to tackle, sometimes tight end to tackle, depending on if there's a tight end on the line. Then you draw out about four or five yards uh, on the defense from the line of scrimmage, about four or five yards where the defense is. You can draw a box right there, and that is the box defensively. Now, it does get extended out to where the tight end is, but when you look at the positioning of the will, and how he's going to be a little bit, not over the tight end, on the opposite side in most instances, yeah, physical, big time. Run place, you're right there in the thick of things. Like I said, low man wins, leverage, positioning, hand placement, all of those minute details that they work on in practice day after day after day, those will be very, very key to Pete Werner having success as the Will linebacker. Now, I'm going to try and paint a picture for you. Bear with me. I am looking at my phone as I do this. So, pick, take a picture. Um, I'm going to go to the first one really quickly, more more uh, specific. We see this more often. You have a wide receiver on both sides of the line. You have a slot receiver on the right side of the offensive line. And then you have a tight end who is not on the line, but off the line, just, just a yard right behind the tackle, the left tackle, that is. So the slots on the right side of the old line, the tight ends on the left side of the of the uh, of the offensive line. Shotgun, shotgun position, running back to the left of the quarterback. That's not specifically the key points right now to his position to where uh, Pete Werner will line up. So right now, specifically looking at this, you have the slot corner over the wide receiver. You have the Sam linebacker. On the at the same depth as the Mike and the Will, but to a shade the outside of the tight end on the tight end side. The Will is right over or just a shade outside of the right tackle. So thinking about that positioning there, you have your Sam who is going to be on the outside. You have your Will who's right there in the middle. And as you see just there with that one specific formation, I could go to others. Um, you're going to find out Pete, Pete is going to be asked and tasked to do something that a lot of guys don't want to do. Think about it. Do you want to wrestle? Do you want to go up against a 300, 310-pound right tackle or left tackle all the time? Wouldn't you much rather want to be on the outside of the tight end, a guy who's lighter, who is not going to be as physical, a guy that you can potentially guard or throw off on his route to do all of those things so you match up better with? You would. But Pete Werner, honestly, 
it's from what I've read, he's right in his wheelhouse. He's right where he wants to be. Right there in the thick of things, right there what he's used to, right back to everything that has happened, going back to his days at high school, which actually this very position is what helped him get a scholarship to Ohio State. With me living here being a big high school football fan, I didn't get to see Pete Warner as often as I did, but I know I do remember his high school. Remember how he said his high school football team is better than mine? I remember one year in the tournament, his team did knock us out. Luckily, that that year, they did also have Marquis Stepp running back. I believe he uh, originally committed to Notre Dame, then decommitted and went out to L.A. to play at USC. They did beat my, my high school in overtime. But one thing that stuck out was Pete Warner was all over the field. And I believe with this switch from the Sam to the Will, you're going to see a more involved, he's already really involved anyway, a more involved, more engaged Pete Werner and really going to aid the versatility and the experience of this defense and this, this linebacking corporate linebacking linebacking group be way better than advertised and put people in positions that they are the most comfortable. I hope I painted that picture correctly. If I did not, hit me up on Twitter, get on me. I'll get better. Possibly slow down that next time. I do talk fast. We'll all get through this together. When we come back, we'll highlight a couple things from Tony Alford's press conference and then wrap up this Wednesday episode of Locked on Buckeyes. Over the past few years, not the past few years, more longer than that, longer than that Ohio State has been blessed with great running back play. In recent memory, J.K. Dobbins, Ezekiel Elliott, Carlos Hyde, and the list could go on and on and on and on and on. And it could go on forever about how the running back play has been at Ohio State. That can't go anywhere without a great coach. And Tony Alford continues to put these young men in the proper place on the field and off the field that will allow them to be the best running back that they can be. And Tony Alford in his in his press conference, one thing he highlighted was how quickly and how well Trey Sermon attacked the playbook. You think going from Oklahoma to Ohio State will be a breeze? Nah, buddy. It ain't that easy. It's not that easy at all. Sorry. If I busted your eardrums with that without moving away from the microphone, I apologize. I should have moved further away. I moved further away, but I didn't really take into account how my voice broadcast and how it projects. That's the word. How well it projects. So I apologize if I bust your eardrum. If you got your headphones in, you're at the gym working out, or you're uh, getting a quick, a quick run in outside, and you heard Breeze! See? See? Hopefully, hopefully, I helped you out that time. But Tony Alford, a couple things. One thing he mentioned, um, these are both going to be about Trey Sermon. He talked about Ma- Master Teague as well. Um, bah, one Sermon, one Teague. I, I misspoke. It's one of each, and then we'll wrap up this show. When speaking about Trey Sermon, he talked about how quickly and how well he attacked the playbook. People keep talking about how this offseason is tough, it's difficult, no spring game, practice has been different, offseason workouts have been different, not as much on-field time, not as much hitting, Ohio State's still practicing, but they don't know if there's going to be a season, so how much truly are these players truly buying into the system and going out and doing and doing 100% or 100 or 110% when asked of them just because they are so uncertain of what's going to happen 
during the season. I don't normally have the hiccups. This may be the first time I've had the hiccups while on the podcast. I think we are A-OK to keep going forward. So attacking the playbook is huge. It's key. And I honestly think the time away from football, the time away without having a spring game, without actually having all the things you're normally used to, this actually allows you to attack and learn the playbook at a rate that's comfortable for you. Because if you get the playbook in the spring, and then all of a sudden you're saying those normal hours at normal time, you'll be with the team, you'll be with them practicing, you'll be with them uh, in the film room, you'll be with them lifting weights, you'll be in the training room getting treatment. If you're not practicing, hey, hey, coach, I got a, I got, I got a question for you. You call your coach up and say, can you help me understand this or can you help me understand that? And a and an expected five-minute phone call could easily turn into 20, 30, 35 minutes simply because of the questions you have about the specifics of one play or a couple plays or a group of plays. Because once you have one question, we all know we've all been there. A plethora of questions start coming into our mind. Also, one thing, and I think this is going to be huge for the offense <laughs> this upcoming season, and I feel oh so bad for the people that we play. Nebraska, you asked for it. That team up north at the end of the season, you asked for it as well. Running your mouth, Cam McGrone went to my high school. This must be high school day, Indianapolis. Cam McGrone went to my high school. I like you as a player. I like what you did at high school when I went to your games, but stop talking. Stop talking. Y'all ain't done nothing. You'll see at the end of the season. My bet and my plan is to watch Ryan Day. Hang 100 on him. But Tony Alford stated that even Master Teague, Sermon attacked the playbook to tackle and to get every detail of it. Master Teague, by himself, say, staying in his one-bedroom apartment, he also attacked his rehab. And that was one question mark that I had, I know other, other people had, um, was wondering how Master Teague and his injury how he would be ready for the upcoming season. Hey, y'all, I think he's fine. Uh, I'm hearing good things about still Chambers coming out of coming out of camp. He'll be ready. Marcus Crawley, the running back lineup, four running backs there. I don't, we all know four running backs won't play. As you'll find out tomorrow, and I believe on Friday, Corey Thompson has a, has an opinion or a thought about how he views the Master Teague, Trey Sermon, uh, how they'll be utilized during the season. We know not all four will play, but as we're finding out the Georgia Bulldogs, having more having more than two is a-okay. Master Teague, Trey Sermon, if one goes down, there's other guys behind them. They not be they may not be starting quality, but they can come in and play very very well. Trey Sermon. Ready for the playbook, ready for the season, let's go. Master Teague in his rehab, attacking it, knowing how important it is, let's go. Excited for the season, I hope you saw Jonathan Cooper's 18-second video with it 18 days away from the season on Twitter that the Ohio State football team put up. Hey, y'all, look, football's almost here. I am excited. It's time to close this show out. This is Jay Stevens, host of the Locked On Buckeyes podcast. Follow me on Twitter at Locked On Buckeye. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Buckeyes. Or Buckeyes, excuse me, singular. Send all the emails to at LockedOnBuckeyes at gmail.com. Glad to be with you today. Come back tomorrow. 
Corey Thompson will be with us of the Scarlet and Great Podcast. He's been here before. He'll be here tomorrow. He'll be here down the road. This is Jay Stevens signing off. I will see you guys tomorrow morning.